Welcome to Fuji Love. This is the show that is all about the Fujifilm X-Series and GFX cameras, but more importantly, it's about the photographers who love to use them. I'm Mark Sadowski, and this show is brought to you by Fuji Love Magazine. For the latest and greatest in all things Fujifilm X-Series and GFX, whether it's news, interviews, and so much more, head on over to fujilove.com. Subscribe today. And now, on with the show. Just one little note before we start this show. Uh, I, at the time of this recording, it was uh, super late because uh, we had to configure our uh, time difference. And this was uh, just the best time that we could uh, do the recording. But uh, in addition to that, and probably more importantly, is that I am, I was going through like the, the worst part of a sinus infection around this time. And boy, did that uh, throw me for a loop. And uh, <laughs> so just, just bear with me uh, when I'm asking a question and know that there is a question somewhere in there. <laughs> and uh, I, I promise I will uh, be better for next time. Uh, and speaking of next time, uh, with the surprises potentially coming on May 31st, uh, the, the next episode is going to be just a little bit on the later side. Uh, I am assembling the round table, uh, to do the talk about, you know, the Fuji's, you know, new announcement on uh, May 31st, special camera, who knows what it's going to be. So, anyway, that's all. Enjoy the show. Joining me this week, we have Tom Baumgartel. Did I get that right, man? Yeah, yeah, that was good. Hey, that was, that. that was better. It took me uh, four tries. <laughs> no problem. Uh, for Fuji, for, uh, for Fujilove uh, fanatics, uh, you will know Tom from having the March cover of the magazine. Uh, he is an amazing street photographer. He is a Fujifilm official X creator, and his work is some of the most liveliest, most colorful street photography that, that you're going to see. And I highly recommend everybody check out his work uh, as you listen to this interview. But Tom, welcome to the show. It's good to have you on the podcast finally. Thank you so much. Thank you. That was very kind from you to introduce me like that. I mean, what can I say? Your photography is just just has such a amazing, surreal, uh, just brilliance to it. Um, it looks like that you you really enjoy uh, the uh, a minimalist approach where there is a lot of silhouettes. Uh, it looks like there's a lot of double exposure in your photography. Um, how, how would you describe your work? How would you best describe your uh, overall style? Oh, that's a good. That's a really good question to start it off. Um, I would describe my my street photography ooh, um, mainly focusing on a lot of monochromatic compositions, so yeah. isolated light sources as well as color, and really just capturing the human sphere in the most simple and beautiful way. It is truly beautiful. Uh, it, it, when you're composing your photography uh how how do you best approach that because again you have so many different color palettes uh you have so many different um tonal ranges like is this kind of like a piece by piece composition where you're constructing kind of the overall look and feel and then waiting for people to to come in or do you get inspired by people and kind of build around uh, the person you're about to photograph? Um, it really depends on the scene. So 
usually when I walk or skate around the streets, um, uh, if something catches my eye, I always try to work, work the spot a little bit. And yeah, sometimes like you mentioned, um, I see a subject and I try to make a composition around it, or I see the composition itself and I kind of wait until a beautiful moment unfolds. Um, yeah, it really depends on the scene. A lot of my night photography, I would say, is very much focused on on finding the right setting and having the composition first and then kind of having the subject fill the frame. While a lot of my sunset photography really sort of happens in the moment um, as I'm often kind of spontaneously run into subjects or sometimes see a certain scene and the moment has gone so quick, so I really have to uh, figure it out sometimes. Yeah, I have to act fast and and be fast on the uh, shutter button. Um, so uh, with, with that kind of knowledge, what are you using for, for gear to, to do this quickly? Uh, well, for the, for the longest, I really kept my setup very simple. I had the Fujifilm X-T2 which yep. was my very first camera. Um, I got it in January, 2018. Nice. And I got it as a, as a kid with the XF 18 to 55 F 2.8 to four. Great kit lens. Yeah. I absolutely love that lens. And it's honestly taught me so much throughout my whole learning process because I haven't gotten another lens probably until like two years in. I was using this kit lens for, for so long and I really appreciated its flexibility, um, its range that it had. And yeah, I think it was a very beginner friendly lens that helped me to um, kind of identify the style that I want to go for while also kind of compensating for some of my weaknesses. Now, would you say this was like your your first lens? Are you, are you fairly new to photography, or are, are you have you used other systems before this? Yeah, no, Fujifilm was my very first system in terms of camera equipment. Um, I was always very much um, oriented to like shoot shoot pictures on my phone. Um, I have a skateboarding background, so. I would always film my friends on my phone or take photos. Yeah. Skateboarding, stuff like that. Nothing, nothing too crazy or fancy, but when I was committed to buy a camera system, I was really having my eye on Fujifilm and on the X-T2. So eventually that's what I went with. And I've never looked back since I'm very, very happy that I made that decision. What, what, as a newcomer to photography as a whole, what drew you into the Fuji system? Um, I think a friend recommended it to me. The The thing was this, I was my, my first kind of um, engagement with like any sort of creative work was back in Atlanta when yeah. I was a student at university and I was at a music video shoot. One of my best friends put a camera in my hands and, told me to just shoot behind the scenes and it was a just a random dslr and yeah it was fun and everything and later on i asked the director of the music video what what i can do to basically get my own camera or what which system he would recommend and then he told me that he had his eyes on, on a certain camera it was a xt1 with the 18 to 55 and yeah he wrote it on a note for me and I, I took that note and I had it for so long and I started doing my own research and eventually I, I found the X-T2 which was a little bit newer, a little bit better and better performing than the X-T1 so yeah, eventually I went with that camera and always considered the 18 or 55 with it That's so awesome that you were able to 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 use that lens to its fullest potential. A lot of people will uh, use it for a little while before they uh, expand to a to another lens. Uh, ha- w- have you expanded to another lens now? Uh, uh, w- w- what other lenses are you using? If you are, yeah. So 
I I do I do use different lenses now. I have a 50 millimeter f1 that I really really enjoy using, and I also have a 18 millimeter f1.4, and other than that, I also have the 27 millimeter f2.8. That is probably my really go-to lens for everyday shooting and just having a small compact setup all around when I'm in the streets. So th- this is fascinating um, because one, your work looks like it, it has been refined over uh, throughout many many years uh, of photography uh, to to see you coming like right out of the gates uh, with, with doing such amazing amazing work is. I mean, it, it it blows my mind. Um, Thank you. It is so. So you're you're in university. Um, what are you What are you studying? Because you have such a very amazing eye for detail. Uh, I mean, are you doing something like the, that that involves artwork or uh, it involves um, you? Know, something that's uh, <laughs> incorporating this talent? Um, so I, I was in university from 2016 to 2020. Yeah. Um, that, that was back in Atlanta. Atlanta. So I, I, got into, I got my first camera about two years into my bachelor's degree. I, I was studying media entrepreneurship. Okay. And I really tried to stay away from taking photography classes because I didn't want it, my creativity to be messed with in a way. I didn't want it to have a professor tell me how to be creative, judge my art or like my, my creative thought. I get that. I I always took photography kind of as a, as a passion thing to kind of do on the side while I was learning more about like business administration, social media marketing, some other emerging media stuff. Um, Yeah. I always try to separate kind of my, university education with with photography itself i thought having a boundary was important to me and and uh, do you feel that's paid off or do you feel that um you know in retrospect now that that you're doing so well with your photography that maybe you could have shared a little bit more Um, no regrets (laughs) <laughs> no, no, I, I wouldn't say I have regrets. I feel like I've learned everything that I needed to learn in university. Yeah. Because, to be honest, sharing your art is one thing. Or, or like creating art is one thing, but being able to share your art and not necessarily market it, but put it out there in the, in the most efficient way or in ways that a lot of people are easily able to connect with it is another thing. Um, so through, through university, I, I learned stuff about like social media marketing and kind of, I guess, personal branding in a way. Um, so that I think helped my photography a little bit passively just in terms of, I guess, having my art being exposed to larger audiences over time. But yeah, other than that, I don't really have regrets. I I feel like for me, street photography is kind of a personal thing and it is my, my personal passion in a way. And yeah, it's a, it's also a process of self growth in a way because you, you go out there every day, you, you capture people's stories or you capture beautiful moments in the street. Sometimes there is no big science behind it. It's really just sometimes as simple as it can be like humans living in the moment. So I, I try to see it like that and not overanalyze things. So, yeah, I, I think so far I'm not having any regrets. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Um, why, why street photography? Um, what, what did, what, uh, again, you, you mentioned that, you know, you see it as exploring uh, you know the dimensions in uh, uh, the li- people's lives. 
what what it is what is it about the street photography that you, is why is it so personal to you like it, what is it about this particular um genre that that speaks to you and uh, again you have such a very unique way of expressing the 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 street photography how how did you come about making it into more of a uh i, I would say almost abstract uh or more surreal like what, how how did you combine those two styles uh the the, the genre and the style uh, like like where where did that come about yeah i appreciate the compliment um so I threw a lot at you there. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I understand. Um, I feel like I've always had a certain connection to the street in a way, because as a kid, when I grew up, I was always playing soccer in my neighborhood streets. And as I got older, I, I always used to skateboard in the street. And when I came to America, basically skateboarding and just, just being outside out and about was for me kind of the best way to, make friends and kind of find a, find a social connection out here in the United States. Coming from where, where did you come from? Uh, from, from the countryside in Germany. I, I was born and raised in, in Bavaria, Germany, and I moved to the United States to Atlanta in 2016. Fascinating. Yeah. Uh, so w- with skateboarding, is, uh, that that connects you uh, to to a lot of people to to kind of that that, that street awareness. Um, yeah. yeah. So do you still? Means, sorry. Go on. Yeah. the The thing with skateboarding is um, there. It's so similar to street photography. If you if you skateboard in the street, you have you have always your eyes are always working. Your brain. You always look for spots and see where you can express yourselves with with tricks and your body and your skateboard so street photography kind of works in the same way because you're always looking around trying to see a composition trying to find a moment um i feel like in a way me skateboarding for for so many years now has kind of trained my eye and i have eventually translated this trail of thought to to street photography You know that actually makes a lot of sense because in a lot of your exposures, it you have, for example, like with a lot of like double exposures, a lot of uh, uh, light paintings. It it gives you the sense of uh, frantic movement and and kind of that would make sense for, for somebody on, on a skateboard who has to make quick decisions to turn, uh, when, when among people, um, that kind of, I I could see that influence coming into the, to, into the photography. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Uh, I haven't thought about it this way before. Yeah. Um, I don't know. A lot of my multi exposure or double exposures, a really uh, a learning process for myself and I am, I still have yet so much to learn and the, the learning curve in that particular area is, is huge. So with, with a slow shutter, I've been able to create some, some fun movements and some kind of unique patterns and compositions that have been like really, really fun to create. Um, particularly with skateboarding too is, is the mobility aspect for me being able to move around in certain situations really, really efficiently um, has just helped me a lot to kind of be quick and catch a lot of moments in a short amount of time. I mean, it, it, it is truly remarkable. Um, as a Fujifilm creator, um, I, I got to ask with, with you, being in photography for uh, in the grand scheme of things, very, very, a very short amount of time. How did Fujifilm 
recognize you? Um, and how has that contributed to, uh, to, to your work? Um, that's a good question. So because I was in Atlanta, I got into contact with one of the Fujifilm field marketing managers there. And yeah, long story short, we just met for a cup of coffee one day and we became friends and I was able to try out some different gear, for example, the X-Pro3, as well as some different lenses. And I feel like being able to use some of their equipment really has helped me as well to kind of see um, certain scenes in a different light or kind of push myself to, to create things with, with different tools. So, yeah, it's been really a, a learning process, um, trying, trying new gear, having opportunities, of course, to um, have a lot of stuff available that you can again just just try out so for example like the the 18 millimeter lens or the the 27 millimeter lens um i'm really really thankful to have the opportunity to to use such equipment um just in the street creating with with just um yeah how do how do i put it in words um yeah, just like resources that, that they've provided me with. Um, I, I really appreciate that. And I'm really thankful for for all that support on on their end. Yeah, the creative support is is amazing. They they have uh, such an amazing, diverse uh, team. And, and being able to help in any, any way with gear and with uh, suggestions uh, is is just miles above and beyond what they need to do. Um, and even, um, sorry to interrupt you, even the oh, that's technical good. support. So be- before I built a relationship with Fujifilm, my X-C2 actually broke. Um, a friend dropped it out of their backpack, unfortunately, and I had to send it into New York where... I think Steve is Steve, the, <laughs> the manager over there. And he, he was a very nice guy and he was very, very helpful um, getting, getting my XT2 back to life basically. So I, I very much appreciated their technical support as well. Besides being part of the X creator program, I think Fujifilm just by itself as a brand provides some, some great resources for really any creative to, kind of um, have like a supporting layer to their creative work or their photography journey. It, it is, it is very unique. I mean, the fact that like anybody who, especially in the United States uh, who, who's needed any kind of work done. And we, we all know Steve by his first name, uh, <laughs> which yeah. I don't know how many camera companies can, can brag about that. Um, and the amount of amazing work that Steve does. Um, so, so truly Fujifilm, uh, love them uh, w- 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 with the kind of support that they've given from, from top to bottom. And, and so, you know, you, you have this at, at your side, this uh, amazing support. I mean, where where are you gonna go from here with with, with your work? Uh, are you planning on uh, doing any kind of uh, art exhibits, uh, traveling? Uh, what, what what does the future look like for 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 you as far as uh, where you want to take your style and your your work? That's a that's a really good question. I, I really try to take it day by day because sometimes if I make plans, I, I get too much into my own head. Yeah. And then, well, especially the everything going on also. I mean, the, yeah. you could only plan so far. <laughs> that is true. Um, yeah, I I try to give my best every day. My, my goal for, I think, the rest of my life is to just take photos every single day and just capture something every day that kind of makes me happy that makes me feel something positive and beyond that i would i would love to 
get more into the teaching subject, into the kind of not necessarily mentorship, but just um, be, being an additional resources for other creatives. I think through a lot of my um, work on social media, I have had quite an impact on, on other creatives, which I'm very, very appreciative of. Um, it's great to hear from people all over the world that they appreciate my work and find my stuff inspiring. So I, I hope I can give back to them in, in some meaningful and positive way. Let it be a workshop or an art exhibit. Um, I, w I would love to travel as well and kind of capture different scenes in different parts of the world. Meet, of course, many different creators and, and people who have followed my work. And yeah, that, that's kind of a, a very broad answer, but I, I can't give you an exact plan because I don't, I don't really have one. I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it, again, things, uh, you're living in L.A. now, right? Yeah, yeah, I've been living in L.A. for almost two years now. I, I moved in June 2020. Um, I basically drove across the country from Atlanta, and it was a great decision, honestly. I, I love the light. I love the people and the culture out here. It's been nothing but good to me so far, and it's been an amazing learning process, especially for growing my own like work and, and photography. For street photography, especially the kind that you're doing, I, I could have, I mean, that kind of uh, uh, light, uh, nightlife would truly benefit uh, your, your style. Um, I, I got to ask, because, you know, in the last couple of years, Uh, how has the pandemic affected uh, your your kind of style of photography? Did it uh, hurt it? Did it kind of change things? Uh, and how are things now? Um, that's a good question. Because California oh. was kind of uh, strict with like mask policies and other things, if I remember yeah. hearing yeah. it correctly. So I think everything happened in, in mid-March. 2020 so i was still in atlanta um right when it happened i still went out shooting and i still took photos in the streets yeah i guess the the first thing that i've immediately kind of learned is to just um under understand my distance between myself and the subjects a little bit better yes i was using the 85 millimeter or like 135 millimeter equivalent Uh, focal length a lot or field of view from from okay. sensor so i i kind of look more for i guess minimalist compositions um downtown atlanta at the time was a ghost town basically so you were lucky if you even saw people walking around um so yeah i was looking for a lot of more minimal compositions i think overall the the pandemic hasn't really affected my shooting style too much I still make an active effort to just go out and, and create something every single day. I'm not the type of person necessarily that can really stay locked in the house for, for days on end. I, I think I would slowly go crazy. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I've always stayed outside and I really try to not have life affect myself or like my own process and day-to-day -day living too much. When I moved to LA, I realized that things are a little bit more strict. Yeah. So we, we had curfews out here, stuff like that. But as long as I was able to watch the sunset somewhere, um, I, I was happy. So there, there was so much to discover during the pandemic too, because there was no traffic. I was able to drive anywhere I wanted without being stuck in traffic. Um, it was a really productive time, actually, especially the first couple months after moving here. I I had the whole city to myself, in a way. It was uh, that like a alone is canvas. amazing. <laughs> it was like a blank canvas and playground that I could just completely let loose in a way. And I I met some cool like-minded people and found some amazing spots and opportunities to photograph. And I still come back to those locations, and it's interesting to see how they have changed over the time. And especially downtown has become a lot more alive 
over the past couple months. Yeah. The the only sad thing is that I've never really, I guess, experienced LA in its in its fullest glory because I moved here during the pandemic, and I never got to experience it the way it was before. So it's really hard for me to compare as well. I'm curious with your background being um, coming from like a, if I understand correctly, like Bavarian countryside and now you're, you're in LA. Do you find yourself missing some of like the simpler times or some of the, the quieter times when you were in Germany Um, or do you miss that? kind of nature setting uh, or are you really uh, dedicated to kind of like the urban landscape? That's a good point. Um, I think because I grew up on the countryside and I got exposed to nature so much as a, as a kid, it just feels balanced now to be in the city or to be in an urban landscape. Yeah. But from time to time I do think back and of course I do miss my friends and, and family that's still over there. And yeah, you're right. Um, life is definitely simpler over there in a way. Like you don't wake up and your schedule is completely kind of packed and you, you're just co- constantly going, you know? Yeah. Sometimes it's, it's really hard to, to just take a breather out here. And yeah, of course, it's part of growing up and becoming an adult and having a career. But yeah, I, I do I do think back about those times a lot. And it's nice to reflect back because you see how much you've grown and how many things you've really been going through. And I don't know, life starts out of the comfort zone. I feel like if I would have stayed in a comfortable bubble where it's quiet and nice, I I definitely wouldn't be the person that I am today. Yeah, I mean, with your style, with your uh, sensitive adventure, um, <laughs> I can't see you sitting in one spot either. No, um, it's interesting. When I lived in the countryside and I was in Germany, it was really hard for me to express myself creatively because it, there wasn't really much to, to gather inspiration from in a way. For sure, I was I was still skateboarding, and that was my main way to to kind of be creative. Yes, but from a from a visual or photography standpoint, I I never really felt a need to to pick up a camera and take photos. If that makes sense, um, that that's a, that that spark really really happened when I was in Atlanta, and I kind of engaged with the urban landscape and the creative industry and realized what, what people are really capable of out here. That's, uh, that, that's amazing. And from there to be able to just go full blast and feeling that confidence in, in your photography is, is, is simply inspiring. Um, because <laughs> I remember, you know, my early, um, uh, early days and it's it, not as good as yours. <laughs> Your, yours is, uh, I mean, it, it is such an amazing site. Um, I, I, Thank you. Thank you. I, uh, like I, I truly haven't seen anybody that, that comes uh, close to, to kind of meeting your sense of um, uh, composition. Is, I, I appreciate that. How, how long have you been shooting for? A long time. Uh, I, I'm, I've been, uh, for, for anybody listening, uh, there's a reason why I haven't asked for your age, because I might cry. <laughs> I've been uh, shooting for, for close, to, uh, probably over 20 years now. Oh, wow. Um, and, but I respect that. Um, I mean, I, I I started with photojournalism and, and then went into kind of like an art scene, and 
then when I had a good look at myself, uh, I, I decided to stay out of the art scene for a while. And then I went into weddings. Um, okay. And, and so you, you've been, you, you've engaged with a bunch of industries in the, in the photography world. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, I, I did some, I did some freelancing in Atlanta and it, it's a different, like making money of photography is one thing. And, solely doing it for for your own creative sake is another and that, that's also a boundary that i still have to kind of figure out and learn so i'm so saying that um uh how, how do you make your living right now it's more mostly the social media aspect right um so, so i do I do automotive photography, and since I moved to LA, I've been doing automotive photography full time. Oh, okay. Automotive marketing. So, I I do take pictures of a lot of cars. I, I advertise them for a dealership in Los Angeles, and yeah, I also do do social media marketing for them. And yeah, right on. I, I I used to freelance more in Atlanta, and after I moved here, I kind of. It's interesting. Cars here in LA are almost it's like big. people because there are, there are more cars than people here in LA, which is wild to me. And yeah, I, in a way, the the car culture and I don't know, it just fits in so well with with Los Angeles. It's been very very intriguing to me in a way. There there's so many different niches to it and. There, there's so many different ways people express themselves through automotive enthusiasm. Yes. And yeah, it's been an interesting journey, definitely. But yeah, besides doing it professionally, um, I, I also got a little bit into into the whole car thing. And I don't know, just sometimes going going for a drive feels very freeing in a way. You, you can just drive outside of the city and take a deep breath. And th that's something that I appreciate nowadays as well. Finding a balance between going out and, and in of the city kind of. So uh, car, to your point, uh, LA car culture is unlike that of you know, just other places. It, it, it is, as you were describing it just a second ago, it, it, it is uh, an amazing way that people have been expressing themselves. Is that something that you'd like to incorporate into your work? I know you're doing that as a profession right now, but uh, mm -hmm. something more artistic uh, coming down the road? To um, kind of that's a good question. I was actually thinking about that the other day of just doing like a, maybe a little project of featuring I guess cars as my subjects in street photography, but with the way things are looking right now, I, I'm not sure to be honest with you. It's to me, it's very important to keep a boundary between, I guess, professional work or like whatever you do to pay the bills versus your, your passion in a way. Yeah. Like sure. Photography is your, your overall passion and that's great. But sometimes you have to focus your mind on different things in order to, I guess, let some steam off or just to kind of find a balance within yourself. So I don't know. I, I do enjoy taking photos of cars. And whenever I'm out and about with friends, I, I love to just take random photos and just keep them for myself as memories. But yeah, I, I don't know if I want to make the car culture or cars in general uh, a big focus uh, on my street photography work in a sense there, there's so many great photographers in los angeles that do that already that, that yep. capture the car culture and they are very talented and they capture amazing photos so i i love looking at that and yeah but you're 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 just as talented. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> so I I would love to see your spin on it. It would be something that would be truly fascinating. Uh, I'll see what I can do. It's 
I mean, no like pressure. Said, it all happens in the moment. <laughs> it all happens in the moment. If yes. there's a cool car driving by on the street and I see it randomly, I'll, I'll take the photo of it, you know? Right on. If, if I have to plan things too much and it's becoming a hassle, uh, I, I don't know if I want to commit to it. It's To me, it's always being in the moment and it, it has to happen organically in a way. That's a, that's a big take on, I guess, my photography process. I don't want anything to feel pressured or pushed. It, it all just has to happen with the flow in a way. D totally. That makes complete sense. And um, that is amazing advice for anybody uh, looking to do any kind of uh, street work or Heck, that that's great advice for you know even for somebody in in uh, wedding photography. Just kind of go with the flow and um, you know you know let let the experience happen to 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 you and uh, just be aware uh, it yeah. is the part of the, probably the most important thing that you can uh, uh, do. Um, yeah, you know, wedding photography always scared me a little bit in a way. I don't know if I could ever ever do that. It's uh, anybody who does that professionally, I, I definitely respect it. Oh, yeah, you you'd you'd be able to do it, no problem. The way you connect with with, with your photography and the way you describe the the you know to, to be in there i mean you're you're essentially going to uh every weekend you're going to a party so you you would fit in <laughs> perfectly yeah um, yeah that's a good way to put it as well i think i i did a lot of um behind the scenes photography in atlanta when i was freelancing and yep. it's interesting from like a street photographer's perspective to be invincible in sort of any social setting or, or kind of navigate through people and capturing, I guess, the essence of the moment, the atmosphere of whatever work environment they're in. It's, it's an interesting and cool thing, which is something that street photographers can, can really easily adapt to. It doesn't matter if it's like a film set, a birthday party, a wedding, Sometimes it, it can feel really natural, but yeah, it, it really depends on the setting. So when you were in Atlanta, did you get a chance to work on a film set? I know that uh, Marvel has a big production uh, out there. Yeah, I've, I've never gotten that deep into it. Mostly I did behind the scenes for independent film productions, short films, uh, little commercials, but nothing too crazy. Right on. Those are a lot of fun. The the smaller, uh, smaller gigs, smaller productions. They're a lot more, a lot more intimate. Um, I I've never been able to, but uh, here in the Boston area, we have a uh, somewhat a growing art um, art movie setting, or at least we're trying to. <laughs> um. But but I, I've I've been able to talk to other photographers who have been on set and it's been a uh, tremendous learning experience for them. Yeah, definitely. Set photography is very interesting, or or behind the scenes photography. Um, it, it also taught me a lot J just working with like directors and and other creatives, like visual creatives. You, you can definitely learn a lot from them, like composition wise and. Just, I don't know, um, th there were a lot of like grip workers or, or people who were handling the lighting and I, I was always really intrigued how they were able to set the atmosphere so well. Because in the street, I was always looking for a certain lighting condition just to like kind of happen randomly. Yep. But they, they can do it just like that. Like if they want to pull something off, they know exactly how to do it. And I think that is something that I, I respect very much. That is definitely years of, uh, years and years of, uh, trial and error. Uh, and, and, and that kind of experiences, I, I mean, when you, when you know what you're looking for, it truly puts you in awe of, of the, 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 
amount of talent that is needed to, to make that happen. Um, yeah. Do you find yourself like watching movies and, and recognizing uh, different lighting techniques? Um, if I watch movies, I don't really think too much about the behind the scenes part of it. I, I feel like today so much stuff is CGI anyways. <laughs> that, that is true. <laughs> at least, at least a lot of the movies I've watched recently, but I, I do love watching movies. Um, just for the color science, for the just visuals, storytelling, and also the sound. Yes. Any favorites come to mind? Um, my recent favorite movie that I've watched was definitely Batman. Um, I don't know if you had a chance to watch it, but I did get a I chance to see it. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely recommend it. It's an it's an interesting take on the. Batman universe, I would say. I I like the way they utilize color, darkness, and again sound. I, I think that was it was very much a masterpiece, in my opinion. Um, definitely inspirational stuff. And besides that, I also really enjoy the Matrix. Um, hence, a lot of greens in my work right now. Yeah, but also also Blade Runner the. Both, yes. both of them are, are very, very great movies. They, um, yeah, yeah. The Matrix was, was uh, uh, the 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 color science between what was considered the real world and what was considered the fake world. Uh, you, yeah, the greens uh, and the fact that uh, they they didn't allow for sky, and so yeah, that was a great. Um, that, that, that was something that was very noticeable. You know what? Now that you mentioned Blade Runner, and I'm looking through your Instagram, um, I, I, could, I could see that too, especially with the cityscapes. Uh, yeah. the, the way that the, the um, w- with the smog and, and uh, or thick clouds or, or how, whatever it may be causing the, 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 the gradient there. Um, yeah, I think I know which photo you're looking at right now. It's like I mentioned earlier, it's one of those times where you just drive outside of the city and you're really far away and you can just take a deep breath, some fresh air and you you just find a new perspective from just stepping outside of the box a little bit, just not being kind of trapped in the urban landscape or in the street, but just taking a step outside and, and looking down at everything um, feels very good. But yeah, Blade Runner, um, they have some beautiful compositions in, in both of the movies. And with my work, I'm, I'm not necessarily reinventing the wheel. I mean, obviously, it's, it's heavily inspired by a lot of these creative projects that I've mentioned. Yes. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, it's important to, to gather inspiration and motivation from, from things that have an impact on you. Absolutely, and it, it just just knowing how your 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 favorites have done it in the past allows you to learn new techniques, and you know, make it. You could grow off of them, take new techniques and, and improve on them, or, or 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 try them in different ways that were never intended before. I, I totally. Yeah, it's, I don't know, sometimes it's all trial and error. You have to, whatever you're attempting to do, you have to kind of always figure your own way out. And that's been my process with multi-exposure and double exposure. I'm definitely not the first one to to ever do it by any means. And a lot of people do that on film, which is something that I even more respect because it's so much harder than with a Fujifilm X-Series camera. But yeah, I'm just trying to find my own way to to utilize that tool for for my benefit and to just enhance my my creative vision in a way. And uh, again, uh, I'm I'm blown away by it. Um, you know, one thing I didn't mention at the uh, top of the show when we first started, uh, where where can people look at your work uh, what, what what are some of the best places for 
anybody to to check out your work and i'll probably mention something at the beginning of the episode uh when, when i edit this all together but uh where can people find your work online sure um i think the best way to look at my stuff is either on instagram where my username is beware my fuji that's a great or name by the way twitter where my username is also beware my fuji and I think I also have some. I also have a little profile page on the Fujifilm website. Yep. And yeah, other than that, I think Instagram is really the the best way to look at my work, um, reach out to me, talk to me, and just be part of the community. Right on. Well, Tom, it's been awesome chatting with you, and I got to say, I, I would love to bring you back on the show. Um, if you have any other future projects or, uh, if you have anything else that you want to promote, uh, you are more than welcome to come back on and, and I'd love to pick your brain about, uh, maybe technique next time. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it was, it was awesome chatting with you. Your work is truly amazing. And, um, I, I highly recommend everybody to, uh go check out your work uh it, it's a great uh, it, it's 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 a truly unique uh approach to street photography and uh i think everybody will learn something uh as well as just simply enjoy your your art thank you so much yeah uh, it would be a pleasure to come back and, and talk some more um I know time flies when doing a podcast, so <laughs> there, there, there's so much you can talk about. But I, I very much appreciate you having me on this show. And yeah, I, I wish you all the best as well creatively. Um, I hope that we can all overcome our challenges and find, find our best way to take photography um, to the fullest and just enjoy and gain happiness from it. Well said, my friend. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show, and I hope to see you back next week. I wanted to also mention one more time that this is brought to you by Fuji Love Magazine. For the latest and greatest in all things Fujifilm X-Series and GFX, head on over to fujilove.com. Subscribe today. And my name is Mark Sadowski. You can find me on Instagram or Twitter. Mostly Instagram, though. I'm at Mark Sadowski. That's Mark with a C. And you can also check out my other podcast, Xmark. It's a Fujifilm-esque kind of show, where it's more spice of life and pretty infrequent. But if you want more of my voice, that's the place to check it out. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you soon. Mm-hmm.